What was the view of women when Jesus walked on earth? What was the, the view okay, of women at that time, during that time? And then we're gonna, and then after we answer this question, the, the next question is, how did Jesus treat women? First of all, they were considered just a little more than property. They were viewed as evil, ignorant, and repulsively immoral. Uh, this was a view that was taught by the Jewish religious leaders. They were not allowed to enter parts of the temple. They were segregated from men in the synagogues. A Jewish rabbi wrote, and this is a quote, the words of the Torah should be burned than entrusted to a woman. So this was the very wow. strong, strong feeling. The words of the Torah mm -hmm. should be burned instead wow. of being entrusted wow. to a woman. Now this is just where wow. they were at in their understanding. And this is another quote from one of the rabbis, Jewish rabbis. Whoever teaches his daughter is like one who teaches her obscenity. If you teach women, because women were considered the source of all evil, because they had the mindset that they represented sexual temptations, that they were the daughters of Eve. And so that is why they were considered a sexual temptation daughters of Eve and you may even have heard that oh daughters of Eve mm -mm. but you may you may have heard that they were only valued for their subservient role as a wife and as a, and as mothers we love that role I love being a wife and I love being a, a mother I love having children I love providing you know a safe welcoming environment at home for our kids and our, our spouses, women, we love doing that. We have no problem in that at all. Um, mm -hmm. But when you are considered no better than that, and that's all that you can do, I have a problem with that. that that's a whole other story. So they were not permitted to be taught by the rabbis. Mm -hmm. They weren't even allowed to be taught. They were not allowed to talk to men in public, except for their husbands, of course, if they had one. They were not allowed to talk to men in public. They were not permitted to testify in a court of law since the witness of a woman was considered untrustworthy. So now this was the view of, of women when Jesus walked on earth. This was the cultural norm. So when you understand the cultural norm and then you start putting together some of the writings like Paul's, it starts to make a little bit more sense why someone would be influenced to write such as he has written. But we're going to go back and shed some light on that in a minute. First, we're going to talk about how did Jesus treat women? Because the most important thing is not not just culturally. We need to know the cultural context because it does it puts things into proper perspectives. But how did Jesus treat women? Because the bottom line, that's the most important. Amen? Amen. 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 So Jesus went out of his way to actually challenge the cultural norm that was against women in Israel during the New Testament era. If you have your Bible in Luke chapter 10, and if not, I have mine. I can look it up. Does anybody have their Bible? 
Yes? Okay. So in Luke chapter 10, this is the, this is the account um, when, when Mary was listening attentively to Jesus' teaching. You have to understand something. We read this and we just go, oh, Mary loved him so, so much. You know, and she was wanting to just be at his feet. Oh, wow. Look at that, Mary. Where Martha's out there being busy. But let me tell you something. What we miss, because our mindset is not where theirs was. This was a radical thing that was happening. Because it was understood at the time that women were not considered worthy of learning. This was unheard of. That Jesus would have actually commended her by saying, Martha, you are so consumed with so many things, but Mary has chosen the good part. This was a radical statement that Jesus made. He praised her for choosing the good part. That's verse, verse 42. But if you've got it in Luke chapter 10, mm -hmm. verses 38 through 42, he commended her. He said, Mary has chosen the good part. But And, and we go, oh, wow, that's neat. It is so far more than neat. This was such a radical statement that Jesus was making because women were not considered worthy of learning. And, and so he was bringing forth the heart of God that we were all created in the image and in the likeness of God. And, we, and he was trying to change the viewpoint of men that was definitely prevalent at the time. When you read the New Testament going forward and you read accounts of women, I want you to now be thinking about it in this mindset of where were they in their thought process at that time? Because it's gonna help you to understand what we would otherwise miss because that's not really where we are anymore, right? So it's gonna help put things in context. Um, in Luke 7, 36 through 50, this is the story of the immoral woman who anointed Jesus with perfume. The Pharisees criticized Jesus for allowing this unnamed sinner to touch him. You guys remember this. But Jesus commended her again, commended her actions, and ministered to her by saying, She, you are your sins are forgiven. Remember that the Jewish men in Jesus' time considered all women unclean and sinful because they were the daughters of Eve. But Jesus, as the second Adam, he came and he reversed the curse that came in the Garden of Eden. He came to reverse that curse. He was the second Adam. This was, an, this was um, it was not done in their culture for a woman to even touch a man. This was something that was taboo, you know, and then she's anointing him, um, taboo. Um, remember, the men were gathering. Why was the woman even there? This was a men-only club, if you will. But Jesus didn't push her away. Jesus didn't say, be removed out of here. You are only a woman. You know, you don't qualify. That, that wasn't his heart. And we do need to understand. We have to understand that every story, when Jesus, in, in the New Testament, every story where there was a woman involved, watch how Jesus responded. Watch how he acted. Watch what his words, now when you read, you'll listen with this intent. John chapter 4, starting in verse 7. And this is the Samaritan woman who met Jesus at the well. 
The fact that he even carried on a conversation with this foreign woman, this foreigner, is evidence that Jesus was on a mission, but again, radical, radical, you know, cutting edge. Talk about cutting edge. It, she was a foreigner. She was, he didn't go to, you know, to, to the person, to the people of Israel. This was outside. Not only did Jesus model his evangelistic ministry by speaking to a woman, but her response, she caught it because her response was, I'm going to go and be that evangelist. Mm -hmm. So, and he didn't say, stop, wait a minute, wait a minute. This belongs to a man, <laughs> right? And so he came to send both men and women, guys. Mm -hmm. He came to call both men and women into the harvest, into the fields. But it just, again, it just proves and it shows the heart of God. And he came to, to change what was that culture because it didn't line up with the heart of God originally. How about the woman caught in adultery? This is John 8. This illustrates the hateful bias that existed in that time and in that day towards women in, in Jesus' day. You know, her accusers wanted to stone her but without exacting the same justice to her partner. Because obviously, if she was caught in adultery, she would, there was another partner involved. But yet the same, the same justice was not even mentioned about the man. But Jesus silenced, he silenced the accusers and he listened, he listened to a woman's testimony. Why is that so significant? That he listened to a woman's testimony. Remember I just yes. said that a woman's testimony was not oh, even considered right. valid in court. It would be thrown out. She'd be laughed at. She was only a woman. Jesus listened. You're caught in adultery. It's clear what just happened. Jesus listened to her testimony. Another, right there, when you get the revelation of that, that was that's, wow. that's significant. Mm -hmm. Not only did he free her, but he listened to a woman's Testimony. So is that not incredible? Mm -hmm. You think about what happened at that. It wasn't even just that she was forgiven. He was listening to an outright obvious someone that had fallen in sin, but then he was listening to her and, and allowing her to speak. And then the last one that we have for today is Mark chapter 5. And this is the woman that was with the issue of blood. You know, it was one of our favorites. We love this. I've preached from this so many, so many times. You know, the woman touching the hem of his, of his garment. You know, drawing faith out. She gets immediately healed. This is Mark 5, starting in uh, verse 25 and going through 34. Um, what's so significant here is that no rabbi in Israel would have even dreamed of allowing a woman that was bleeding right. to touch him. Mm. They're unclean. They're sinful, they're evil, but they're unclean. And you've been bleeding for how long? <laughs> and 12 years, they would not have even let a woman yeah. touch him. Mm -hmm. But Jesus didn't say, why are you touching me? You are unclean. He knew power left from him. He commended her faith. So this too is, is incredible when you know the background that what she did, she observed, she saw, and then 
This woman knew the culture of the time. Like, you don't just go up to a rabbi and touch him. You're a woman, and you're unclean. Like, you're bleeding. But what did she observe in Jesus? What had she have, or what did she have by revelation that would give her the confidence to reach out and touch him? Because that was not done back in those days. She had faith. Yeah, she had an understanding that this man was different than the other rabbis. He didn't. He doesn't walk the same. He doesn't talk the same. This man was different. I just wanted to point out that the Jewish rabbis would never have allowed her to touch them, um, and Jesus had no problem with her touching, you know, and and actually commended her because he said, "Your faith has healed you." The woman fearing and trembling. Now, when you read that, with that context, you go, oh, no wonder she was fearing. I mean, she just got healed. Yeah. Why are you fearing and trembling? Because she understood something that we don't have to live with today in this day and age. Mm -hmm. She understood this was a huge thing. Like, it was taboo, but not with Jesus.